Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shala. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is just going on well with you. Um, today is um, the 8th of July. Uh, it's the, the year is really rolling on. Um, it's a very, very busy time for me and I have been missing out on my episodes recording. Um, it's not intentional, but it's just been that way and I really apologize for that. But anyway, here we are. And um, today, I'm just going to really, there, there are lots of things in my mind. I'm thinking about the love of God. I'm thinking about compassion. I'm thinking about empathy and the fact that there's so many people, you know, struggling in the world today. You know, I was in a conversation with some people and we're talking about depression. We're talking about mental health, anxiety, panic attacks, these sort of things. And someone made a comment and said that, a lot of people would go through this stuff alone and he was talking from personal experience and you know we in a conversation we had had before that all of this online by the way in a restricted chat group we'd talked about the fact that as christians we're supposed to be the light of the world we you know i personally i made a comment and said i don't know why the church is not the place as in it's it it it, it completely as in it's baffles me that Christians, when going through this kind of challenges, either grief, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, all those sort of mental health issues, they often have to go for help to non-believing Christians, non-believing people. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying you must always like have a Christian doctor or that sort of thing. But what I'm saying is that mental health challenges, depending on, you know, for some people, starts off with you know, emotional and psychological things. Some people, it may be physiological, which is like, you know, requires doctors and everything. But for a number of people, it's trauma-related, something that happened that has, you know, now created this sort of whatever in, in someone. There's a cycle and, you know, things are just happening. Devil is capitalizing on that. Things are just going on. And so there's an element of it that is about, um, that requires therapy, that requires counseling, that there's a, there may be an aspect of it that requires medication for everybody to be different. But the point I'm saying is that in all of that, one would have thought that we as Christians, we would have a role, if not in the thera- if not in the physical healing, but also in the therapeutic healing. You know what I'm saying? Either um, psychosocial support, you know, emotional support, empathy, compassion. That is where that should be our forte. Because we have the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that is given unto us. We should, we have that love in abundance. That is the one thing that we can market. But what have we chosen to do? I don't, I don't understand what we've chosen to do with that love of God. It's just lying fallow. In fact, in some believers, I don't even want, we, I, 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 as in I struggle to find that love. And this is not me putting myself on a pedestal higher than others. I think I also have that issue. There's something very wrong with our contemporary practice of Christianity that has made us turn the love of God inwards into something that is only supposed to benefit ourselves. And we have forgotten that that love is actually given for us to benefit the lives of other people. And it's a major issue that we have. And you know what? Jesus said something. You know, this is how you really know that this, that man, Jesus, was really the son of God. And he was the beginning and the end. He, he told the disciples and he was speaking to his disciples of all ages. He said, look, love one another 
that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. What he meant, I'm just beginning to realize that now, is that by this, this is the only way you can be differentiated on this earth. Because there will be many people who will come with religions that will seemingly help people. There are people coming from different parts who have known other gods even before me. But that the one way you can differentiate yourself is the love that you show to yourselves in the body of Christ, not in your church alone, by the way, but anybody that is called by the name of the Lord and the love that you show to your next, to your human being, to the next fellow man, like the good Samaritan who stopped and he, he, you know, he helped somebody in need. He said, there's no greater love than this. And honestly, when I look at the world today, I'm, the only reason why Christians are not as differentiated as they should be is because we are not working. We're not differentiated by love. We're exactly like other religions. We are territorial. We are argumentative. We are judgmental. We are only concerned when things touch us. When things are affecting the rest of society, we really don't care. We are living beside our own walls, doing what we feel we So the love, the, the love of God, we're not differentiated. We're not differentiated. And, and there are people hurting in the world. There are people who are crying out. You know, people are in pain. I mean, you can imagine we just had this conversation. It was actually in one of our, you know, Bible study classes. And there was just a conversation. There were many things we could have talked about. Then someone just picked up on this issue of mental health. And then all of a sudden, everybody just crowded around the topic. Almost like they now, they felt it was a safe space to talk about it. You know, and of course, there were people that you could see who were like, okay, they don't really know much about this. This is not affecting them. Fine. But there were also more people than you would imagine. And this was, you know, so for me, I, it just really, it hurts me that um, the world, the church is not, we're not living out the love of Christ. I just, I just have to say it that way. I think the demands of, and I think the times have changed also. So, and I, I now understand why the, the, the battle or the challenge for every church is to be relevant in every generation. And I now understand that song that says, these are the days of Elijah, because every day is different. And I'm also learning that in Bible school, that in the redemption story, you know, you cannot take the context of Jeremiah and try to tack it on to the context of the days of Jesus. It's just different. The phase in the redemption, redemption story is different. By the time Jesus ascended and went to heaven as well, that phase was also different. That's why there are things that were applic applicable under the old covenants. They're no, no longer applicable now. It's not that he's a different God, but it's just that his redemption plan of, of um, unfolded in stages. And with every stage, he was able to show a whole lot more of, you know, his personality and his vision and his aspiration. And the, the standard that is now expected of is much higher because he has given of his Holy Spirit in a way that he had never done even in the previous ages. So we didn't need to be given a covenant of 600 laws to follow, but we have precepts and doctrines laid by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus in the new covenant. Everything Jesus spoke about in the gospels is applicable to us. Some of it you can see, um, we can see that is an iteration of what was in the old covenant. Some is a clear departure. Love governs all things. And then the function of the Holy Spirit is our guiding light. So there are things that he tells us to do now that is, 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 is very, very stark. One of it is love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
shine as a light in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation. Let your light shine in such a way that men will see your good works and give glory to your Father that is in heaven. In other words, you must be a beacon of light. I, I have to be a beacon of light. Whatever it is your, 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 your community or your society or your nation or your generation is struggling with, that is an opportunity for you to shine the light. And like I said, it's different because even when we check the missionary journeys of the apostles, you find out that the message he gave to the church in Ephesus was different from the message. And when I do, when I say different, I mean the, the focus. So even though the underlying theme of Jesus died for you, you are now born into Christ, live according to him in righteousness, in holiness, shun sin, you know, and all of that. But he would focus more, for instance, in Galatia, to the church in Galatia, he focused a lot on the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit. Because he could see that that was where they really needed help. With the Corinthian church, it was about morality, particularly sexual morality, because that was a thing for them there. In the, of the church to the Hebrews, it was all about the law and making that transition to the new covenant, because that was the need for the Hebrew church. They were battling with understanding that challenge. But when they were talking to the church in Galatia, the angle is still talked about that, but he was talking more about the need that, okay, don't feel that you need to be circumcised because you are a Gentile, you are not a, you are not a Jew, you are now coming into this religion that seems to have its roots in, 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 in the um, ethnic Judaism, Judaism or in, in, in the Jewish culture, and you now feel that you need to be circumcised. No, you do not need to be circumcised. Realize that what is required in the new covenant is the circumcision of the spirit. So he was... The, the, um, the, um, Paul, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, was customizing the message to the context of the church, the body of Christ, in that community, while still maintaining the foundation of Christ, which nobody can change and will change and should change or can even change. So he was customizing it. So in the same way, I believe the scripture teaches us that every Christian um, body generation has the challenge for their generation just like the prophets who are in exile they, the mandate was clear your people are in exile because they sinned you know so you have to everything about your prophecy is about helping them to live and be reconciled to god while in the exile preparing for when god will take them back to the promised land it's very clear when they were in the wilderness, the prophets, the, the role of the prophet, which is Moses, was to keep them on track. Remember the covenant of the Lord so that you do not go into, fall into the judgment and then go to exile. In the promised land, the role of the prophet, or the judge, which was Joshua, is to keep them on track so that they can take, possess the land and, you know, obey God in the land. It, it's, 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 it's always customized. While not, you know, on that foundation of, you shall obey the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. That is the thread that has run through from Genesis to Revelation till the end of age and for all eternity. So I feel that the mandate that we have now that is very glaring is love because this and love to the neighbor, not love of thyself, because this world that we live in, this generation is characterized by a unhealthy love of self the only way we can and every religion is guilty every religion is inward looking right now whereas jesus said go into all the world these were literally his parting words so there are two things that i'm getting this is my personal reflection now and thank you holy spirit you're really this is like a real teaching session for me now i mean you're just the one speaking what i'm getting is that the two things that god demands from me 
from you, I, every Christian now, at least I can speak for myself, what I'm sensing that God is demanding from me is to look outwardly, to shine the light out. Shine the light out. The love of God out. The outward expression of the love of God, the empathy of God, the compassion of God to others around me, society, community, people that I meet, people that probably can never return the kindness. That is what, that has to be my Christian testimony now. And this is different from the way in which, it's what the Bible says, it's what we know that the Bible says. But in practice, this is not what I or the Christian bodies around me have been doing. A lot of, we believe in, almost like we're, we're following the 80-20 rule, where 80% of our Christian testimony is focused on our own lives um, and everything, you know, the 20% is for the world, if at all you are doing that 20%. Whereas what I'm reading in the scripture is 20, it should be the other way around. The 80% should be for the world. And I'm not talking preaching because that's the thing. We preach the gospel and we're not showing love. I don't even think, in fact, right now, I'm, I think gospel preaching, in fact, I don't know. There should be no basis for preaching the word of God without showing love. So we should be coming into people's lives and helping them with real challenges. And on the back of that, preach the gospel, not coming first with the gospel. Honestly, I, because I think I, 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 that's just, just my sense right now. I think the love of God has to open the way first before we can begin to talk about the gospel. And people should, we should show that love of Christ in what we do and not just, and not in what we say. I think people are tired. I personally am tired of Christianity that is just words. And I, I, I realize that I too have been molded in this way. I've been socialized in this way. I have practiced Christianity wrongly for the major part of my life. So I'm just praying that God will help me to change. You know, they, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'm praying that God will teach this old dog the new way, the right way, according to what his word has said. So I think I'll just leave this here. And because again, the word of God is best served when we marinate and we reflect on it. So I think this is a good memory jogger for me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray that God will continue to bring this up in my heart. So I realize that I really do have a responsibility and I have a mandate. Thank you very much for listening. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit given unto us. Romans 5, 5. I will try to put all the scriptures that I can find in the description around love. So thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And remember, in all that you say and you do, let the love of God shine from you to others. That's the only way we can show Christ in us. And God himself will shine his light and his love upon your life and your heart as well and bring you joy and peace in all that you say and do to his glory in Jesus name. Amen.